Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Date Me or Hate Me, a podcast all about dating. Happy Thirsty Thursday, everybody, as always. Um, I really can't believe it's already the end of April and that we have been in quarantine for over a month now. It's kind of insane. Um, But if you're like us in Florida here, things are also starting to kind of open back up again. Um, And while I'm personally, you know, happy to see the progress and to see, you know, that we're feeling confident enough to open up different things. I'm also still pretty nervous to, you know, be out in the public and around other people where I don't know what they've been doing during this quarantine. Um, because as I'm sure everyone knows, regardless of where you are, a lot of people aren't listening to what they should be doing. They're not wearing masks out. You know, they're having parties with a bunch of people who they, you know, they don't know where those people have been either. So, I mean, now I'm just more so nervous about interacting with people where I don't know what they've been doing. Whereas, I mean, it's mostly been me and my mom here during all of this. Um, I did go see one of my friends yesterday to help her out, but we social distance, all that stuff. So, and I know what she's been doing, which has been staying at home with her and her brother. So, you know, I am a little bit nervous thinking about going back out there and interacting with people. Um, obviously, like, I want to get back to work like everyone else. But I think that is where I'm kind of most nervous because that's where you have most contact with people. I mean, going to, you know, the beach or park, you can distance yourself. Um, but, you know, working with the public especially with what I do, um, mostly part-time, which is sell wedding dresses. So that's a lot of, you know, interaction. Granted, I know that my employer will be smart about it. It's just, you know, like I mentioned, interacting with people that you don't necessarily know what they've been doing this whole time. And since the virus, you know, can be asymptomatic in some people, And people can still pass it on without them knowing. That's also another concern. So, I mean, it's it's bittersweet for sure. And I know a lot of people are feeling the same kind of emotions. Um, But in the end, like all of this, this whole situation is just really complicated and complex. Um, Nobody has really any set in stone answers. But honestly, I guess that's how life is in general anyway. Um... I'm just trying to stay positive like I've been saying this whole time and kind of be hopeful how things will go once everything's opened back up um, without, you know, a vaccine or a for sure cure to the coronavirus. Um, But another quick and random news, um, it, it rained last week and it rained early this morning. Um, and my ceiling, well, actually, I guess it's technically my fireplace, but in Florida, like, when do you need a fireplace? So it really gets used. It doesn't get used at all. (laughs) So I guess that has a crack in it. They came to like, check it out because my ceiling is leaking, like puddles on the floor leaking, 
woke up this morning and had to like throw a towel on the floor just to like keep it from running into like all my electronics that are near it. So that's been going on and they haven't come to fix it yet because like I said, it's in the technical, it's technically in the chimney. So they have to fix that and how they do that. I have no idea. And then I guess they have to patch up the wall it's going to be a process. But luckily there is no more rain on the horizon, at least for like a week and a half. So that's a good thing. (laughs) And also some of you might have already heard, I fell down the steps earlier, like literally like an hour ago, maybe it was pretty bad. It was like an earthquake. It, and yeah, so (laughs) quarantine things, all I got for you. Um, but I'm fine. Everything's fine. So let's dive into this week's episode, which is going to be about the commitment phobe. As I had mentioned before in one of the first episodes, it might have actually been the first episode, the Date Me or Hate Me podcast came to be because I was talking a lot with my friends about, you know, their own relationships and their dating experiences and giving them advice on it. And I figured, why not just start a podcast and kind of put it all out there? And if it helped people, it helped people. And if it didn't, then, you know, they don't have to listen to it. So I will say one of the most popular topics that came up when I was speaking to my friends about their, you know, own experiences, and I've even dealt with this myself, is commitment. And now, of course, a lot of my friends who I've talked to about relationship, like issues and advice and whatnot, are girls. And a lot of the commitment issues they were facing were in regards to men. But that's not always the case, as we all know. Um, and I also feel like commitment or the fear of commitment is a topic that a lot of other people deal with either personally, like they know that they have issues with commitment or they deal with it in regards to the person that they're interested in, or maybe even it's both. So I definitely thought that this would be a good episode and I know it was something that I've talked with my friends about previously, Um, and when I asked on Instagram a while back some of the topics that you guys wanted to hear um, to make episodes out of, this one came up, and it actually came from my friend who we've already had a long conversation about commitment stuff before, Um, but like I said, I definitely felt like it was something that a lot, a lot of people have dealt with either personally, like I said, or in dating relationships. So instead of taking this topic and kind of telling my own story, like I usually do, um, honestly, the person that I would have like based this topic on this episode on, um, is in a part of a much larger, more complicated story. So He will definitely get his own episode one of these days, but I don't think I wanted to make his story strictly about commitment, even though that was a huge part of it too. Um, 
So I decided to focus more for this on your experiences and your feedback, um, which I'm glad I did because there was quite a lot of feedback on this and I'm very excited to dive into it and put it out there, kind of discuss it and see all the different angles that, you know, people came up with and that there are in regards to commitment and the fear of commitment. So let's get started. Okay, y'all, so bear with me during this segment because it's going to be a long one. Like I said, there was a lot of feedback and this episode's mostly about you guys and your experience. So there is a lot. Just wanted to put that out there. So I started out with a question, are you a commitment phobe? Because I wanted to see if you guys were a commitment phobe or not. And I hoped you guys would be honest. And 32% of you said yes. And 68% said no. As I had mentioned before, I heard about commitment phobes from my girlfriends talking about the guys that they were seeing or dating or talking to or whatnot. So when I looked at who responded what and saw that most of the yes answers were for men, I wasn't really surprised. Um, Only two women in the 32% said yes. And I know both of them personally, and one is someone that I talk to regularly about their kind of commitment issues that they have. So I don't think that commitment phobia is something that is strictly a men thing. Um, I just think that you do typically see it more with men, and I guess they are more open about it. Because they are the ones that will be like, I don't know if I want to do this. And, you know, the ones that typically kind of hold things off. Whereas women are more willing to commit to somebody, it seems. But like I said, it's not cookie cutter. Just from what I've heard and being a woman and dealing with it myself, it is typically the men who are more of a commitment phobe than women. So that's why you know, those answers didn't really startle me. And I'm honestly glad there were some women in there who admitted that they were commitment phobes. And the other woman that I mentioned, she's actually in a relationship currently, which I don't think that that, you know, makes her not as committed to her boyfriend. I think she realizes that she is the type of person that maybe it's harder for them to commit. So honestly, if that is the reason, I think it's almost more impressive or like means more to her current boyfriend that, you know, she does want to settle down with him and she, you know, is dating him to potentially have a future with him. I mean, I hope that's what she's doing. Anyone who's dating somebody to like not have a future. I mean, I guess if you're just like, playing around that's that's your thing too that's totally fine but at least be upfront with the person that you're you know casual with or you know not pursuing for a long-term type of relationship thing because that's just the right thing to do so besides my little tangent there what I'm saying is I think you know admitting that 
you're a commitment phobe or you have been in the past, even though you're with somebody now, I think that's that's a really honest thing to do. And I think it means a lot and it should mean a lot to the person that you're with now to know that, you know, you kind of broke out of that mold and, you know, worked through the issues that you had. I mean, they might still be there either a little bit or still just as much as before, but at least you're taking the chance to kind of break through that. And we'll get a little bit more into, you know, what makes somebody a commitment phobe a little bit later on um, after some of the other answers. The next question I asked, which was not a poll this time, it was more feedback from you guys, was if you are a commitment phobe, what makes you afraid of commitment? And C said, giving my heart away for free when it's 2400k and time. Yes, time. So me and C talked a little bit in the DMs because I wanted to know more, as I do with most people. I'm sorry if I didn't hit you up, but normally I do. Um, I told C that I definitely think that time is a real fear for a lot of people when it comes to relationships and committing to somebody. At the end of the day, no one wants to waste their time. A lot of people think they're running out of it, you know, whatever they may think about, you know, time. Um, and I told him that that should honestly be its own episode and I'm sure it will one day, but I don't think personally that time should make you afraid to put yourself out there. I know that it's something that you don't get back and it's something that's valuable, but I think that any experience that you get into and you actually take the time to experience is something that you're going to learn from. Granted, it might not work out, but that's with everything in life. You don't not go drive somewhere you want to go or fly somewhere you want to go because of the possibilities of something bad happening. They're always there, but you have to take the risks. You have to take the risk with everything in life. So like I said, this will probably be its own episode one day, but I can see where time and the fear of time and wasting time or whatever makes you more hesitant to commit. But I say, personally, put yourself out there. You never know what could happen and the risk could be worth it. So next, S said to what makes you afraid of commitment, a deeply held belief in the pointlessness of committed relationships. And now me and S got a little bit more into this during, it was kind of more focused on another question that I had a little bit later on. So I'm actually going to dive into what me and him talked about when I get to that other question. So next up was M and M said that trauma makes her afraid of commitment. And this is something that people can either realize or not realize is the case of their commitment phobia and that's trauma. And it could be a whole bunch of different types of trauma. Um, you know, there's childhood trauma, there's past relationship trauma, there is, you know, social trauma, there is 
you know, their own, like, insecurities or, like, how they perceive themselves. Like, there's just so, so much that, you know, can affect you. Like, not just in your relationships or not just regarding to commitment, but, you know, that trauma can definitely spill over into, you know, your willingness to commit or what have you. Um, so honestly, it's up to us. It's up to you to work through your past traumas. Um, and that can be with or without professional help. Honestly, whatever you prefer and what works for you do that. But I think it is important that we do, you know, try to either figure out what has caused us to be a certain way or, you know, recognize it and work to do better and to work past that and to not let it define us and to not let it cause us to, you know, make decisions or act a certain way that honestly, deep down, we probably don't even necessarily want to act that way. It's just what we're used to and what we have always done. But I don't think that that is a reason to stay stuck in this type of situation. Sorry that my dogs are barking. They bark at every single thing that they hear. (laughs) But yeah, that's my opinion on the trauma. I, it might be a little bit controversial. I, like I said, I think that you can work through it with or without professional help, but I do think it is something that needs to be worked on and through, and you can use your friends, you can use yourself, you can use your partner, you can use your parents, you can use therapists, anyone that can help utilize them. And don't be afraid. I know it's scary putting yourself out there, but usually the benefits are worth it. So, you know, I always try to remind myself and anyone that is going through similar issues to to not punish someone for other people's mistakes or for, you know, past relationships or instances that you were in. Um, Like I said, you just got to kind of try to start with a blank slate with someone and like I previously mentioned, work through the issues that you need to work through so you can have healthy relationships in all relationships in your life, not just romantically with your friends, with your parents. You know, we always have things that we need to work on. I truly believe in that. So yeah, that's how I feel about the trauma causing commitment phobia. I know that that is a route to a lot of people's commitment phobia for sure. So next up is V. I asked V what makes you afraid of commitment. And he said he always feels like he's not good enough for this girl. So one, I just want to say I love V. He's one of my really good friends. And I love that he was so open about this because you don't necessarily hear a lot of men, you know, admit to their insecurities um, and to say them out loud. We mostly just hear about women and how they feel insecure. Granted, you know, we hear a lot of it more from women because of society and how society is structured and how women are portrayed versus men. But it is important to know that men have 
the same feelings and can have the same feelings and can feel the same way that women feel. So like I said, I really appreciate him, you know, putting this out there. And two, I told him that he is a hundred percent enough for anyone, but it is also totally normal to sometimes feel the way he does. We all have moments where whether we admit them or not, we might not feel the best about ourselves or we might be insecure. We might have things that, you know, we think we're not good enough. Um, And him acknowledging that and talk to me about how he's working on it is definitely a step in the right direction and more than a lot of people do. So I totally gave him a lot of props for that. And he also mentioned that he does have moments where he might do some self-sabotaging type of actions and I can personally say I've definitely been there queen of self-sabotaging over here most of the time um and I've also seen it in you know another person who admitted that they were a commitment phobe so it's they definitely kind of go hand in hand it seems like sometimes um you know, the self-sabotaging self um, where you push people away before they can really, you know, push you away to kind of try to protect yourself. But in the end, you're ruining something that could have potentially been something that makes you really happy and what you always wanted. So that also sounds like it could make another good podcast episode in the future. So I'll definitely keep that in mind. But V, you're definitely enough you'll always be enough and you're a great person and someone will realize that one day. So don't you worry about that. And next, C number two, I asked what makes you afraid of commitment? And they said, people say that they're afraid of commitment, but at the end of the day, it always comes down to compatibility. Now, (laughs) this is another kind of statement or topic that could use its own episode all in itself thank you all for these ideas I'm sure they'll pop up in the future um but I do I agree with that with the people kind of confusing well I guess Personally, I think it's people confusing compatibility and chemistry sometimes or feeling like their compatibility or chemistry is not at the optimal level where it should be for the person that they should be with, Um, which, again, I think is good for an entirely different episode because I think that goes into kind of this grass is greener, the perfect person is out there type of thing. Um, and I do think the person, perfect person for you is out there somewhere, but I just don't think it's this like sunshine rainbows. This person's going to be every single thing that you've ever wanted. There's definitely going to be things that you don't mesh with a hundred percent, but that doesn't mean that you guys don't belong together. Um, which some people who have commitment issues that I'm going to kind of use this topic to kind of talk about because I don't think it was necessarily 100% mentioned is that they have this idea that 
this perfect person is out there and it had they have all the attributes that they're looking for to a T, a hundred percent will make them feel a certain way, which I do think the person that you're supposed to be with will make you feel a certain way that you haven't felt before. But I don't think it's somebody that does every single thing that you do, likes every single thing that you like, listens to the same music as you. Like I don't think it's this cookie cutter person. And I know some people are looking for people opposite of them and might think that they're perfect too for them. And maybe they are. But I think a lot of people self-sabotage and ruin things with this mindset of there's something better out there. And that is what makes them afraid of commitment because they don't want to be committed to somebody when they think that the perfect person is out there. And that they're missing their opportunity because they're ding ding, maybe wasting their time. Um, and honestly, I hope the people who go out there looking for their perfect person do find them because it would be really sad for them not to. But I also know that sometimes they do ruin things that could be really good for them because they're looking for this thing that might necessarily, or I should say, might not necessarily exist um obviously media and things like that I mean we see it on Instagram all the time where people are like you know portraying these lives that just seem so magical and beautiful and nothing ever goes wrong and you know love stories on movies and television that are just like they're so in love and this that and the other and you're like oh that must be what I need to look for and I'll know when I find it that they are the one and I will commit to that person and I will not until then it's a little dramatic but you get what I'm saying and you get where I'm going with this so I'm not going to like tangent it anymore so for the next question it was a poll And I said, do you think today's dating age has caused more or less commitment phobia? And now 88% of you guys said more and 12% said less. And honestly, the more category should be a higher percentage and the less category should be lower because one person accidentally hit less when they meant more. Thank you, P, for that. Um, So since it was such a huge difference... I wanted to ask the people who said less why they felt that way because in my opinion I think today's dating age has caused more commitment phobia and I understand though where every single person who said less came from I think they're where they were looking at it it definitely makes sense why they answered less how I kind of meant it and how I saw it before talking to those people was just kind of, I go back to it a lot, is the whole, you know, dating apps and having options at your fingertips literally all the time. Like, yeah, you're talking to somebody, oh, something happens, you guys break up in an hour, in less than an hour, in a minute, you could be on a dating app swiping to find someone else. I mean, Unfortunately, sometimes people are in relationships swiping on those things and sometimes they're allowed and sometimes they're not, but that's a different story. The thing is, I just think from 
kind of what I mentioned before, the people who are looking for this perfect person and the fact that dating apps exist, I feel like that kind of perpetuates this fear to commit because they have so many options and if they commit to one, they're missing out on so many more at their fingertips anytime that they want. So that's where I was coming from and that's why I would have said more, but I'm actually going to get into the people who said less. And again, bear with me because these are kind of long and I'm reading them off of my phone while I'm recording this. So if there's some pauses or whatnot, like I said, um, but the first one I'm going to go into was from S the one I talked about earlier who said that the reason people are afraid of commitment or why he's afraid of commitment is his deeply held belief in the pointlessness of committed relationships. So he also said that today's dating age has caused less commitment phobia. And this is why he said, because I think people are misdiagnosing the issue rather than an increase in commitment phobia. There is a decrease in societal norms that require people marry individuals who never otherwise marry also less societal requirement to stay in loveless abusive marriages i see the success of marriage as an institution in the west as more a time-honored tradition of giving up on life so that you can compromise yourself entirely under someone else truly rare to see two-way compromised marriages but even then you see individual personalities consumed by the resulting couple People aren't more scared of relationships. They're just not required to be a part of one anymore. So, I know that was a lot. But I I mean, I definitely agreed and I definitely think it is important to talk about how, you know, times have changed and how people don't necessarily have to be in these like committed marriages because honestly when you think of commitment the ultimate commitment besides a child is marriage that is a legal commitment to somebody and you are technically you know supposed to be in it forever and back in god not even that long ago divorcing somebody that you married Oh, God forbid. That was unheard of. You could be, you know, seen different, treated different if you were divorced. So I definitely think that did keep a lot of people in marriages that they necessarily shouldn't have been in. Um, and so I did see his point of view in that. We kind of talked a little bit more um, and talked about, you know, the people who don't necessarily, who might not, I gotta, like, gather my thoughts here. We talked more about, like, what he thought about people who eventually want to get married but just can't seem to commit and he said he still thinks that that's 
a type of societal norm that they want to be married but can't seem to commit because the reality of relationships don't really match up to their perception of marriage. So I agree with that also. I mean, I agreed with all of it. It's another point of view that I didn't necessarily look at it when I asked the question or when I even answered the question. So yeah, I mean, I totally see where S is coming from. And I do think it's important to kind of look at how the times are now versus how they were and how relationships in general are. Like more and more people are, you know, waiting longer to get married, making staying in relationships way longer without, you know, the title of fiance or actually going through with getting married. Some people don't want to do that at all. Um, so yeah, I, he was the first person to kind of answer and, you know, I enjoy looking at that perspective that he had and I think it's important to. And for the next one, R said in regards to the dating age has caused less commitment phobia. He admitted that his thinking was at the time too pronged (laughs) and that people are less afraid to commit just because they know if it doesn't work out, it's easier to set up another opportunity, which I kind of mentioned before with the whole dating app thing. Um, But the second prong is the really interesting part where I realized I haven't slept in a very long time and suddenly wasn't sure that I was making any sense. So me and him were kind of had similar views on it um, where I thought that, you know, dating apps or having more opportunities caused more commitment phobia. He thinks it causes less which I can see that too, because it's easier and whatnot. But I still think personally, I would call it more rather than less, but to each their own. And let's see, K answered less. And he said, I can only speak off my personal experiences but I haven't had an issue on committing to something I see in value. I think that's the same for a lot of people. I think our generation has been raised not to settle unlike our parents, etc. So he's saying less, but he's also saying that he could commit to something that he saw was worth committing to, which I I totally agree with that. Like, I don't think you could, you should commit to something that you don't feel like is worth committing. Cause like I mentioned before, you should be dating somebody to ultimately like hopefully be with them for as long as possible. Now I am somebody who does believe in marriage. So I'm dating somebody to ultimately marry them one day. I'm not dating them to just like have fun and then leave or whatever. Like I said, that's perfectly fine if you want to do that, but you have to be upfront with the person you're doing that with. So, you know, you're not in this situationship with someone who does want to be married or wants to date you in order to be married. So obviously it's all about two talking to who you're involved with and making sure that you guys have the same goals for the relationship and for like the future, which 
I am one that I don't like to make long-term future goals. I mean, I do want to get married, but I'm not going to put a date on it when I'm going to get married. And that's kind of what I see Kay kind of talking about where, you know, don't settle until you find something worth settling for. And I think you can have goals for your future, but I don't think you should set like, I'm going to be married by this age because that just, I mean, you might do it, but sometimes that might influence you to either stay in or find a relationship that you aren't necessarily 100% happy and want to be in just to fulfill your goals of being married by 25 or whatever. I mean, I know in my head I wanted long ago to be married at a younger age and have kids kind of younger so I would be, you know, not super old when my kids were like growing up, but now obviously I still don't want to be like super old when my kids are growing up, but I'm also not going to go find somebody, get married, have kids just to meet that timeline that I created in my head. And a lot of people are more like that these days. They're, they don't have a set timeline in their head or they're not being pressured by society to get married like they used to be. I mean, maybe still from their older relatives where that was a thing that they had to do and that they felt like they had to do. Some people can still be pressured from those instances. But as a society these days, we don't have that. And it's actually for the best. So, I get Kay's point of view. Do I think that is like has caused less commitment phobia? No, because my idea of commitment phobia is this person that just, even though they want to, or they might even not even want to, they can't, they can't commit to somebody. And I don't think like not settling is the same as like not being able to commit because I know people who can't commit and they do eventually like want to settle down and you know they're not necessarily going to go just be with anyone I think I don't know I don't really know how to specifically put it but I wouldn't say not settling is the same as commitment phobia that's just how I'll leave it And the one woman who (laughs) said that today's dating age has caused less commitment phobia was Jay. And she said she thinks people are less commitment phobic because the world is now more accepting of open relationships and couples living together forever but not getting married. And that's kind of along the lines of everyone else who said less, that like, today's dating age has caused less commitment phobia and I totally I totally agree with that I think though that that is more of I wouldn't necessarily call it commitment phobia I think all these things about how today's dating and how like marriage and relationships how they're defined today I think when you're, you know, in an open relationship and you do live together and not necessarily get married and you're with somebody for a long time, that's still committing to them though. Commitment phobe to me is not, it doesn't have to be marriage. 
even though that's the like greatest commitment, like we talked about, you know, the largest or, you know, most important commitment that most people think about. I think it's, you know, committing to anyone, like to even commit to be with somebody or to be in an open relationship that that's still committing. So, I mean, I totally agree with what everyone has said. I just think that maybe we were thinking about two different type of things. I definitely think that society being the way that it is now and it is more accepting of different types of relationships and people not getting married and things like that, I think that's for the better. I think it's for the best because relationships are so tricky and difficult and complicated and they're not cookie cutter and they're no two of them are the same that that's the way it should be and that's the way it should have been from the beginning I think there's a bunch of different factors that go into relationships and to you know what the future holds for a relationship so I mean it's not like I don't agree with what everyone has said it's just that I guess I was looking at it more as from the type of commitment phobes that I have dealt with and talked to rather than what it may have come across as because the commitment phobes that I know and have talked about they they can you know be with somebody but it's just this you know restless kind of but what if they're not the right person and like what if my person's out there like what if this happens and they're just kind of like psych themselves out of good things and self-sabotage them so like I said I agree with everything that everyone said I just think maybe it's being perceived in different ways and I lied because Kay was also a girl that said that she thinks that the dating age has caused less commitment phobia and hers is a little bit longer so bear with me but she actually to rephrase that, she said it could go either way. Um, but she was in favor of less commitment issues. She thinks social media platforms, including more progressive TV, like Shit's Creek. Did I say that right? Because I don't even watch that. But that just sounds like a bad word, obviously. But I promise it's not spelled that way. Um, can highlight healthy relationships and illustrate what healthy relationships look like, which in turn can inspire youth to want to be in a relationship and commit to a person which we also kind of talked about earlier. But she can definitely argue more commitment issues for the same reasons. Social media can also highlight immaturity and unhealthy relationships for the sake of attention or humor. Loved that point she made. She said, so I think it depends on individuals' own mental health and experience with people around them slash who they follow on social media. Though dating in today's world is different than our parents' generation due to technology and social media influence, I don't think it makes commitment issues better or worse simply because studies have shown that the proportion of anxiety, depression, mental health disease, and happiness in marriage has been relatively or really consistent in the population for generations despite changing technology. I think that speaks volumes in the fact that humans are humans and commitment issues will exist in our population due to anxiety, etc., regardless of the technology, social media influence. I totally agree with all that. One last thought she had 
Um, psychology studies also show that childhood influence is a huge determination in relationship abilities. Kids who grow up in a stable fa- stable family with happy parents tend to have less commitment issues, while kids who experience unhappy couples or parents and divorce tend to have more commitment issues too. Again, less of a today's age issue and more of the typical human experience and how it impacts us. And I think we kind of hit on all those things too earlier. Um, but I appreciated Catherine's insight, especially she went into more of like the psychology behind it. And kind of like when we talked about trauma earlier, I think that too kind of ties into what she said, because that past trauma, be it your childhood trauma, your past relationship trauma, whatever trauma you have causes these psychological changes and causes you to act a certain way. And like she said, it is somewhat social media and how things are today, but it also is these type of psychological changes and factors that determine how we commit or what we want in relationships or, you know, who we want to be with. All of that influences all of that. So I had to put hers on there because it was really good, really long, really insightful. Thank you for that, Kay. And lastly, I asked, do you see yourself getting married to kind of, you know, put that whole super commitment into perspective that we talked about? You know, everyone kind of looks at marriage as like the commitment. And I mean, it kind of is. So I asked, do you see yourself getting married? And 86% said yes. And 14% said no. And to no surprise at all, all of the no's, every single one, were from men. Every single one. Even the two women who said that they were commitment phobes said yes to this question. So, like we talked about, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, society has made, you know, the expectations of relationships basically non-existent. There's no cookie cutter, there's no formula for it. So whatever makes you happy, you go ahead and do that. Like, for real. Do what makes you happy. As long as you're not hurting other people's feelings or causing any trauma to anyone else. I mean, who cares if you get married or not? I know that, like, older generations might, but things are different now. And they may not understand that as well as they should, but... You know, some people don't like to change with the times, but times have changed. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we should embrace it. I think we should, you know, work on ourselves to be the best version of ourselves so we can be in healthy relationships. Be that an open relationship. Be that, you know, you guys are together for 50 years but never got married. Be that you guys got married after knowing each other for five months because, you know, I've also seen honestly more now than I could think of in my previous years people getting married after not even knowing somebody as long so you know whatever makes you happy people are gonna say something they're gonna have their opinion but the only opinions that should matter are you and the person you're in a relationship with that's that's all that matters and at the end of the day that's the only opinions that you two should care about in regards to your relationship So, that was a lot. 
I won't, you know, end the episode on too much heavy stuff since we really got in there, but let's move on to our kind of like final thoughts. To all you commitment phobes that may be listening or the people that are dealing with them, I would just recommend kind of reflecting on why you might be afraid of commitment and it could be some of the things that we talked about. It could be you're afraid to waste your time. You have trauma from past relationships or past experiences like your childhood, your relationship with your parents, what have you. You could be a grass is, you know, greener on the other side type of person looking for the one that is perfect and what have you. I mean, it could be other things as well, but I think it's really important to figure out why you feel that way and to kind of work towards not being that way. And I'm not saying that you have to commit, you have to, well, I am saying you have to commit when you feel it's right. But I'm not saying you have to get married. I'm not saying you have to be in a traditional relationship. I'm just saying when you feel like something is good, you should trust in that. Don't be like, oh, well, she has this one thing or he has this one thing that I just can't stand. Maybe there is someone out there that like won't have this one thing and they'll have all these other good aspects that I do like, but not this one thing. Like you, some people, you know, push people away or ruin things because of minor details. Now, if you guys don't see eye to eye on a lot of big things or you have bad communication or you're not compatible, those are reasons to leave. I'm not saying to stay with somebody when you don't have those things. But I'm saying if you are a commitment phobe, you really need to look inside, like I said, either on your own or professionally with a professional talk to somebody figure it out but you'll be so much happier not because you conformed to things that you think you have to do but because you are finally allowing yourself to not self-sabotage and to you know be with somebody and to be vulnerable with them and to you know give them this thing that you have been holding on to and protecting because I think commitment phobes you know, do that. They have this thing and maybe it's their heart. Maybe their heart is the thing that they hold on to and they want to protect it. And that's why they're afraid to commit because you don't know. But like I talked about before, you have to risk. You have to take risks in order to know what's going to happen or to reap the benefits. Yeah, something bad might happen. But if you don't do it, you'll never know. It's like a Pocahontas song, I think. (laughs) But it's true. I mean, committing is scary. Like, being with somebody, giving yourself to them, being vulnerable with them, showing them a side that only you know or the people close to you know, that's scary. I get it. But it's not something that should prevent you from doing those things and from putting yourself out there. And potentially having a really great relationship. And, you know, they all talk about, you know, be happy with yourself. I do believe that. You should be happy with yourself and love yourself. 
to a certain extent before you go out and be with somebody in order to have a more healthy relationship. But it's also not bad to want to be with somebody. It's bad to need need someone and be codependent on somebody. That's not healthy. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to be with somebody. That's how humans were made. We were made to interact and, you know, be around other humans. You don't have to be alone and only have yourself. You should be happy and independent and know how to be alone if you need to. But I think a lot of times people get these messages where they're like, oh, well, this person's telling me that I need to be alone and, you know, not to worry about anybody else. That's not the case either. It's all in moderation. You need to be able to have both. You need to be able to be independent and happy if you do have a moment in your life where you don't have somebody in your life, but you can most definitely be with somebody. So don't be afraid to hand out your heart now. Make sure you, you know, analyze the situation and make sure it's the right thing to do. Everyone should be doing that, but don't be afraid to commit. You'll be okay. And if it doesn't work out, you'll learn something from it. And you take that and you learn and you're stronger and you're better because of it. So that's the commitment phobe. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Like I said, it was a little bit different because it was mostly your experiences and your feedback. And I just kind of, you know, jumped in with my, my thoughts like I always do. But like I said, I hope this does help somebody. And like I mentioned at the end of the last segment, when it comes down to it, you and your partner are the only people that matter in your relationship. As long as you guys are both healthy and happy and it's not, you know, a destructive, toxic relationship, do whatever you want. Don't listen to anyone as long as you're in a good place. I'm not saying like go be Bonnie and Clyde. That is not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, it's your two relationship or multiple (laughs) if you're in an open relationship. But that's besides the point. It's all about you and your partner. And you guys will figure it out. And I hope all you commitment phobes learn to open up and to work through whatever you have going on in order to be in happy, healthy relationships. Not that you might not be already, but it'll definitely help you in the long run. So that is all I have for today. I will see you guys next week. Feel free to always DM me if you have a topic or, you know, a story you want to hear about. And I will see you next Thirsty Thursday.